Hello, this is editor Yudochi. Um, this episode was filmed in November, so you will hear things like Thanksgiving, question mark Christmas. That's because it was filmed like two months ago. Yes, I know. This should have been up in like two weeks or two weeks after the first episode. A lot has happened. So enjoy the episode now. There's still some great gems. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our favorite Bible stories podcast. This is episode two, and my name is Yudochi, and I will be your host. So today, or if you looked on our social media, which if you have not been following it, make sure you follow our Instagram, um, Facebook, YouTube, whatever else we have. It should be um, in the, I guess, summary of the episode. Um, but this is not just for me to talk about my favorite Bible stories. It is our favorite Bible stories. So I am joined by a very special guest, my sister. Hi, my name is Tochi. Did you hear that? Her name's Rhyme. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Amazing. Yes, I'm here with my older sister. Um, she is such a gem. And then she'll be talking about her favorite Bible story or one of her favorite Bible stories on this podcast. So it's going to be an exciting day, an exciting time. So let's get into it. So I guess we can start with, I'm sorry I keep saying so, but that's not going to change. I'm not going to edit that out. So <laughs> unfortunate. But we can talk about, <laughs> we can talk about um, last week's episode. So we talked about, well, mm, was it last week? No, at this point, maybe three weeks ago, unfortunate. Um, we talked about Noah and his whole journey of obedience, of waiting and um, a fulfillment of promise, how God settled him and accepted his sacrifice. We talked about the promise of the rainbow and how that um, it was a way for Noah and his family to know that God is a man of his word. And so if you are interested in the story of Noah or you want to know a little bit more about why I'm doing this podcast, check out our last episode. Yeah. So how are you doing, Tochi? Um... I'm okay by God's grace. You amen. know, just amen, amen. Just trying to live life. Oof, what yeah. a word. What a word. Yeah. That's so loud. Especially with all the chaos going around today. Very true. Very I keep true. telling people that it's giving Revelation fifteen. What is in Revelation fifteen? I'm not sure, but it's giving end times. It's oh, giving no. very so much different. lift up the trumpets, yeah, look to the clouds. Mm -hmm. It was to the point that <laughs> I remember um we were driving back from the mall this was like a few years ago and it got dark all of a sudden and we heard like a really loud noise do you remember that mm -hmm. and i was like wait is it time no it, <laughs> it was, was like, like is it huh? should i pull over like, like what's, what's the correct on? protocol for the rapture yeah. what does that mean yeah of course it did not happen but when it does i'm gonna be ready you guys should be ready nice. too amen amen yeah. so i guess we can get into some of the things we do here okay <laughs> thank you thank you for <laughs> affirming that um we're going to do Song of the Week. Mm -hmm. um, and I have two. I told Tochi this before, and she was like, I don't have a Song of the Week. I'm like, oh, find one. Um, but she has an album, so she'll share hers. But my Song of the Week is Open Doors by Ada Ehi. I hope I pronounced that correctly. She's a Nigerian artist, um, and it's so good. It's about victory um, and God's ability to open doors for you. And so that's been really on my playlist. And then Congratulations, also by the same artist and somebody called Bucci. <laughs> don't know who that is, but he's oh, fantastic. You don't know who Bucci is? I think Bucci Do you know is a he girl. Is? No way! I'm so sorry, Miss Ma'am. I apologize. No. Oh, no, it's a guy. Oh, oh. we're flirting so much on this. <laughs> Maybe I should have looked this up before. Wait, wait, didn't bring... Oh, it's Ada Ehi, because I know her. Is it this guy? Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> that's a good song. Um, Yeah, what's your song of the week? So I think my song of... So at first I was just thinking about albums, but I think a song that I really she does like... Um, I don't. I don't have... I didn't really listen to it during the week, but a song that I do like. And that's is, all right. There are no rules. Um, I make the rules. That's all right. Kidding. It's um all goddamn. I love this song. Please don't you know don't. If don't you're Nigerian watching this, I don't want to hear your voice. No, <laughs> respectfully, don't come for a translation or yeah, a pronunciation, pronunciation of anything. Sorry. Of literally everything. Anything. Um all goddamn, which is like it'll be well, it'll be fine. 
Um, and it's by Called Out Music and Nolly. Really like that song, so that's great. Um, but I think the albums that I really, really like are Day by Day by Yolanda Adams and Thankful by Mary Mary. That's a good one. Is Day by Day when she's in the blue dress? No, it's Song of the Cow. I feel like I asked you this before. (laughs) I got it wrong that time. Yolanda's phenomenal in everything she does. Um, Why did I look up Day by Day and they gave me that? Excuse me, where's Yolanda Adams? Be serious. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Someone watching over you. And this one, does that have shackles? Mm Mm-hmm phenomenal if y'all have never listened to mary mary shackles you should go do that turn this off and go listen to it I'm no, so don't turn it so off. good finish finish us and then go listen to it oh that's smart finish <laughs> us and then go listen to finish. it yeah it's so so good we love that those are good selections you kind of did that i'm proud of us um glory to god amen. amen so let's do highs and lows or i guess it no no we do Rosebud Thorn here. Forgot. <laughs> Let's do Rosebud Thorn. Um, I don't, I should have prepped this and I did not. Do you have one or do you want me to go first? How does Rosebud Thorn? Oh, let me explain Rosebud Thorn. So it's usually done with like a lot of camps and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so Rose is something good that's happened in the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, a thorn is something not so great that's happened. And then a bud is something we're looking forward to. Okay um Ooh, she's ready so <laughs> so i think a rose is um thanksgiving happened yes. last week it was really nice um True. yeah it was really nice you know the family mm. stayed together and who, who cooked watched, a lot of it we cooked a lot of it i cooked a lot of it Thank it's you. we <laughs> um yeah the family stayed together watched the movies it was mm-hmm. really nice um yeah so i think a thorn uh I think my sleeping schedule is a little off. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to, you know, refrain it, rework it. I want it All to be fixed. Above. I want All it to be fixed. Above. Um, yeah. Can I and expose then... you really quickly? Go Just ahead. really quickly. She has been going to sleep at 6 a.m. You're lying. That's at not 6 true. No, that's not I true. I woke up in the middle of my sleep and I turn over and screen completely on full no. brightness no it is and it was a crisp 350 i said wait hold on oh, and no. i don't think she went to bed until six no that's not true i the sweet spot of me going to bed can ranges from like three like 30 something to like five sometimes it goes past that i'm sorry i missed an hour <laughs> like this man pray for her sleep schedule anyway pray for it. anyway um and then something i'm look, looking forward to yeah, just life. Amen. Amen. You know, like, that's great. Yeah. Amen. We yeah. love that. What's your thorn? Oh, sleep schedule, right? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my rose. I'll also say Thanksgiving. I really, really enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. I also, I will say this. My sister, we went to Shoprite. I also did not realize that Shoprite, it's not like a national franchise. No. It's in really specific parts of the of America. Yeah. So if you have one, you know what it is. If you don't. Oh well, it's like a Kroger or like a yeah or um what's that one in, in kind the of South? like a Publix that I was literally thinking that <laughs> great white stick like like a Publix yeah um and she was like we should get two things of cornbread because we didn't want to bake it and I was like no there's not gonna be that many people like it should just be one I was wrong we should have gotten two it was so good <laughs> the cornbread was fun. Costco wrong place although I love Costco shopbread's bakery section kind of unmatched that's true it's so good i also got chicken from shopbread too and she told and me not was, to do that yeah yeah because now i'm about to expose myself it's okay mm-hmm. i can do it i was like we're gonna make cornish hens um but they didn't like defeather the cornish hen so i had to defeather it and that completely turned me off from doing the whole entire thing so apparently it was too salty i didn't try it because <laughs> it was no like, longer my problem day, she still i will not, not try it, it. well i I'll probably make like a chicken noodle soup with it, but in its original state, how we served on Thanksgiving, it doesn't. It's not my business. Um, so she got jerk chicken just in case, and it was phenomenal. It was great. I know some people are like jerk chicken from Shoprite. I don't. They have somebody back there. Don't knock it. Don't. It knock was it. really really good. Yeah. We still have some in the fridge, and mm-hmm. I will be eating some today. Yeah. Very very good. Yeah. Um. So that was a rose. My thorn, this is high key a TMI. Um, I don't know why, but food poisoning really loves me. Mm. And I don't know why. I really 
it's been happening a little too frequently this, these past <laughs> two years. I, I'm not sure what it is. Um, but I have been feeling slightly off today. So we'll see. We'll really see. That's so unfortunate. Um, and a bud. What is a bud? I'm hanging out with somebody on uh Friday. And I was like, should we go for a walk? She was like, nope. And I said, you know what? You're right. It's kind of cold. So we'll see what we do. But I'm excited. I um, She's my friend from high school. She actually may be listening to this. Um, and she's super funny, super hilarious. So I'm excited for that. Oh, you're giving me a look. Why? Did I tell you this? Mm-mm. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I should have told you. I'm sorry. This is kind of impromptu. But yeah. Rosebud Thorn, Song of the Week. I think it's time to get into the Bible story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's pray and get into it. Do you want to pray? Or do you want me to pray? Okay. So, dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this day. We want to thank you for the things you've done for Floaty. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. Thank you for allowing us to come together right now to um, talk about your word. We're going to get into a classic Bible story. We ask that you be in the midst. You said when two or three got together in your name that you are present. So, um, please be here. Please speak through us. Please speak to us as well, God. May we not speak with the enticing words of man, but instead may we say and do and operate in those things that honor and please you. Um, and may it just bless the people that are listening. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, Tochi. Yes. What Bible story are we doing? So, the Bible story that we, or that I really, really like and enjoy is the story of Joseph. Joseph. That is so yeah. exciting. Joseph is a classic for me. I feel like we all kind of, well, let me not say that. That's actually, we don't, I don't know if everybody knows it. Um, but we will talk about it, do a quick synopsis and then get into the meat of it. Mm-hmm. I also just realized though, that I don't have the Bible up. I have my notes, but I don't have the, oh, you do. I do. And look at that. There's there's a word in that. There's a word in people covering for you. There's a word in that. I'm going to find it and give it at the end. Um, but the story of Joseph from my notes is taken from chapter... Is it 37? It, it should is. be 37. I it think we skip the next chapter because that's about Judah and Tamar. Yeah. Wild story. Very, yeah, very wild story. Then we pick up at 39 mm-hmm. and it technically goes to the end of Genesis. Yeah. Um, but we're we are going to stop at forty six, which is when Jacob goes to Egypt. So, since you are a special guest, would you like to give the synopsis? Yeah, I can of... do that. Um. So, in the story of Joseph, very like kind of quick recap. Um, Joseph is born to. Jacob. Mm-hmm. Jacob is the son of Isaac. Where? Isaac is the son of Abraham. Correct. So Abraham was the person who God took, you know, kind of plucked him out of where he was from, where he mm-hmm. grew up, and said, I am going to make a nation out of you. Mm-hmm. So Abraham had Isaac in his old age. Mm-hmm. A- um, Isaac had Jacob, and then Jacob had many sons and that's who we consider the tribes of israel Mm because he had 12 sons 12 12 tribes Mm -hmm. so um so jacob had 12 sons and they all came from different women Mm -hmm. but joseph in particular was the first son of his technically second wife rachel Mm -hmm. his favorite wife his favorite wife and so it's interesting because we thought when we read this story yeah. when we were younger, we thought, oh, Joseph is Jacob's favorite because Joseph came from his favorite wife. But in reality, Joseph was the son of Jacob's old age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking not from experience because I'm the oldest, but I think <laughs> looking at like my parents oh, that's crazy. or even like um some of my like relatives you can tell that when a child is the product of some of like the parents old age they're treated very differently you know what we could high key debate about this because my sister has consistently said that my parents were easier my parents our parents were easier (laughs) on me yeah than they were on her and i don't know if i agree with that no i don't know if i believe that i will tell you i will tell you that it's true because 
I went to boarding school. Sure did. And so when we were younger, we didn't really have, like, um, <laughs> our parents were very health conscious. They were. So, like, we didn't really have, like, snacks and stuff in the mm-hmm. house. So when I left for boarding school, <laughs> that was still the case. We didn't have snacks in the house like that. I come back from boarding school, three months. I, w- I came back for Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, I'm seeing Rice Krispie treats. I'm seeing cheese doodles. I said, am I in the right house? Where I'm not going to lie. There was a period where every time she came back, there was something different in her there house. There was something different. There was something different. So, yeah. Hey. Yeah. My oh, sister, wow. listen, we were raised by two different parents. <laughs> we they were, were still African parents, though. Oh, I do want to preface that. That's it true. wasn't that different. It was still the African immigrant mm. experience. Mm. It wasn't, you know, we could debate about this off camera. Well, I guess there is no camera here, is there? <laughs> no, there's not. O- off this podcast. I'm crying. Off the books. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of where the story of mm-hmm. Joseph starts, yes. is the fact that he was the father's favorite. The In father's fact, favorite. it talks about how... Um, so in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3, mm-hmm. it says, Now Israel... So Jacob's name was also called Israel. Yes. And I believe... Someone can fact check me. But I believe <laughs> that his name changed after um, he kind of wrestled with the angel yeah. of the Lord. Yeah. It's a good story. Um, and then his name uh, got changed to Israel, which yeah. kind of makes sense because the children of Israel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because his sons, you know, were the tribes of mm-hmm. Israel. So... Yeah. It says in Genesis chapter 37, verse 3, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a tunic of many colors. So I'm going to step in here. Go ahead. I'm going to step in here real quick because um, I am of the opinion that Jacob, this is going to sound real mean, but I'm saying he's a trash father. He was such a bad father. Like he, I mean, he was wrestling with a lot. Like if you go back through his story, he has like a terrible father-in-law that keeps tricking him. Literally Laban, Laban was his (laughs) father-in-law. I have such beef with Laban. He, out of everybody, of course there's like Satan, like boo loser, but Laban is up there for me. I really do not like him. He's probably like my biggest, like, I don't know if we can call like biblical villains. I don't know if that's a thing, Mm. but Laban Mm, such beef with him. Didn't you bring up Laban in the first podcast? I didn't. Too? I oh. didn't. If you watched the first podcast, it. you would know that I recorded that first episode like three different times. It didn't end up in there, oh. but it should have. <laughs> oh, such beef with Laban. But Jacob's been through a lot. So mm-hmm. like, we're going to give him, we're going to give him some slack. I get it. But he had no reason to be treating his children that differently. I do want to preface though, because I feel like, I don't think he was, Wait, can I say something really quick? Yes. But just to explain that, in verse 3, um, it says, Also, you made him a tunic of many colors. And I went to look at it because I'm like, was it really many colors? Is that why it was that why it was so good? Is that why everybody had such beef with him? But um, what some commentaries were saying is that the coat was probably something that looked like it would be worn by somebody in a really high position or somebody of royalty. And in that time, um, even though... If you look through Genesis and read through Genesis, you'll see that the Bible consistently subverts this idea of um, elders being first and the younger ones following after them. There's this there's a lot of switching that happens where like the younger ones are somehow made first or or things like that. Um, But in that day, you were supposed to respect your elder. So for Jacob to bypass not just the first son but all of those sons to give Joseph this really beautiful coat that would have been worn by people that were like considered royalty. Like he should not have been doing that. He was stoking the fire between the brothers. Cause we'll get to the fact that they hated him. I think, but I do want to say that I think, I think just, there's just a part of me that feels for Jacob a little bit. Like, do I think he wasn't the best father? Yes, because I think you should never make your kids feel like somebody is liked more than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it almost felt like he couldn't help it. Like, it felt like he couldn't help the fact that he just loved Joseph. But, yeah, no, he, he wasn't the best father. He, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. You know what? I, as I said before, you're right. That Jacob, Jacob went through a whole lot. Like, 14 years of... 
probably even more than 14 years of like servitude to mm-hmm. Laban and was like fleeing from Esau. Although we even forgot about Jacob and Esau. He was tricking Esau back then too. But I but I also think that like it's interesting that he is kind of playing favorites yeah. with his kids because the way he his went. dad played that with him mm-hmm. and Esau because his dad liked Esau a lot more because yeah. he was a hunter mm-hmm. and like he kind of was almost after him type yeah. thing. But Jacob was more so like in the tent, mm-hmm. you know, cooking with his mom and like mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yeah. So I do think I do find it interesting, a little ironic that like he is doing the same under- thing. Yeah, like he yeah. understands how it feels and it's still, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway. There's also a word in that, like practicing the things that you've seen. Mm. Which is why you really need to pray against, oh, what's the word? Generational curses. Yeah. And generational strongholds. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I'm not even sure if it starts with them, but there's a really long line of like favoritism. Mm-hmm. And how that like disrupts a lot and yeah. causes a lot of pain. Um. For different people because the father usually um picked one of the children to be his favorite which is mm-hmm. not great mm-hmm. but then we get to the brothers and the next verse it says but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers him being joseph they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him as i just said <laughs> because jacob was out there giving the coat was out there loving on joseph a little bit more now look Mm-hmm. Now the brothers have enmity with him, but that's technically not an excuse because Joseph didn't do anything. I mean, as of now, we'll get to it. But like at that time, Joseph hadn't done anything yeah. for them to actually like be that angry with him. Mm-hmm. And then we also looked up some of these like what are they called? Um, defense mechanisms. Defense mechanisms, and. There was a lot, according to the internet, there was a lot of projection and displacement going on. Yeah. The fact that they were upset with their father, so they projected it onto and displaced that anger that's actually directed towards their father onto Joseph because he was like an easier target, mm-hmm. which is not right. Some of y'all need to check yourselves as well. What defense mechanisms do you use? How do you deal with anger? How do you deal with your emotions? How do you deal with those things that are difficult to talk about that are painful? Mm-hmm. In what way do you um in what way do your emotions play out? And are you in some way, shape, or form displacing, projecting, there's a whole bunch of them, um, your anger onto either people or situations or stuff, um, because you don't you feel like you don't have the tools to deal with it. Yeah, yeah it can be hard though, because yeah. I think sometimes, um, I think defense mechanisms come as a result of like being shifted into a place that is Mm. not your usual place Mm. you know so in order to kind of get back to your usual place Mm. you exhibit these things like for example I can uh, I have avoidance a little bit um I can avoid things out of sight out of mind Mm. so um I can definitely do that and you know I'm working on that as well Mm -hmm. um so it can be hard but I think through prayer you know God, all things are possible. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Let me expose myself too. <laughs> I I think it's called sublimation, where you make everything positive, um, instead of actually like dealing with like the negative emotions that come. So instead of me like saying like, oh, this thing disappointed me, like you know, what? it'll be fine. God will make it better. And those are all things that are true. But um, I don't allow myself to sit with negative emotions sometimes. So that's definitely something mm. I am working on as well. But what's important is that you recognize that, or at least you try to um start a process of recognizing the ways that you act when you are feeling sad and upset and um essentially try to mitigate that through therapy through prayer Mm -hmm. through talking it out with people there are several avenues to to try to help that Mm -hmm. so then we get to the next part which is i think the dreams right Mm -hmm. so in verse five says now joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more um did it say what the dream was not yet. Um, so he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. And then he also dreamed another dream. And in that one, um, I think it was like the planets and like the or the stars and the sun and the moon were bowing down to him. Um, and then Abraham also, Abraham, <laughs> Jacob rebuked him. Jacob, his father, rebuked him and said, is it right that um, your, is it the mom and I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that your mother and I and your brother should bow down to you. And so 
while it is not right for Jacob's for Jacob's other children to hate Joseph just because Joseph was the favorite, I am of the opinion that Joseph was a brat. And I'm not gonna lie, I wholeheartedly disagree with this. And I disagree because I think that we have to remember that in I think what family is supposed to be, right? If if the world was um how it should be, family is supposed to be a safe place, right? And a safe space. And I think in my mind, Joseph was just eager to tell his brothers what he had dreamed. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I have dreams too, and I tell my sister about them. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. this is what happened in my dream. And so for me, I I thought it was more that Joseph was eager to tell his brothers what he was dreaming as opposed to being like like a brat or cocky being like, oh, well, you're going to bow down to me. And like, that's why it was in my dream. Like, I don't think it was that. I think it was like, oh my gosh, brothers, this is what I dreamed about, you know? Uh, that's how I see it. You but know, some people see it. And like... I don't see it that way. <laughs> I think once again, when you go back to the culture of that time, that wouldn't be a dream that would be well-received. And that's not to say that you shouldn't do something simply because it won't be well-received or popular. But like, you know, use discernment, use wisdom. Not everything you see, not everything you dream of, not everything that you hear is something that you're supposed to be telling people. And after knowing how his brothers felt about the first dream, he went back and said, you know what? Forget just sheaves, the stars. Those two will bow down to me. And then even his father, well, it says later that his father remembered that, but his father also rebuked him. He's like, is that right? And so like, there's also an argument that, oh, it's just because, oh, <laughs> There's also this argument that like simply that they rebuked it because it was outside of their norm. Mm. But then also, I just don't think it was like a smart thing to be saying. You could say that. You could say that it wasn't a smart thing to say, but I don't think that he said it with ill intention. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 I could see that. I could see that. I agree. I don't think it was with ill intention, but I don't think it was wise. No, it was no. I don't think it was wise either because it was almost like there's conflict here and there's tension mm-hmm. already here, and you're mm-hmm. adding to and you're it. You're adding to it, but no, I don't think to. he did it. With Ill- I don't think he was like, yeah, I'm gonna tell them this, and it's gonna make them even more mad. And who cares? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he was like that. I think mm-hmm. he was just like, I think he was a little oblivious. Yeah, you know, a yeah. little like not. Mm-hmm. not really aware of like you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what? With that, I take back my previous statement. Maybe he wasn't a brat, mm. but he definitely was naive. Yeah. And, well, later on, God allowed all of these things to happen to Joseph. But, like, I definitely think that these dreams were, like, part of the impetus for what we're going to see now, which is him being sold by his brothers. Yeah. So, basically, um, to kind of paraphrase this part... Mm-hmm. Um, his brothers were working in the field because that's what they did. They were like kind of tending the sheep and everything. And, you know, J- uh, Jacob sent Joseph down there, um, down to where they were mm-hmm. to kind of check on them, you know, yeah. let, you know, tell me how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so they saw him coming from afar and they plotted Oof. against him. Oof. They were like, yeah, you know, here comes the, the dreamer. Um, Verse 19. Yeah. Here comes the dreamer. Um, and then they were saying, come, therefore, let us now... Oh, this is verse 20 mm-hmm. of 37. Mm-hmm. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit, and we shall say, some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dream. But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit, which is in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him, that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. We have to preface that Reuben is the oldest. Sure is. In fact, our mom taught us a song. That's mm-hmm. how we remember um, the, the, order. Like, the order. Yeah. Um. So Reuben is the oldest. Sure and is. so as someone who's older or the oldest, you oftentimes are trying to keep the peace mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You're trying to keep the peace. You're trying to like resolve conflict and yeah. things of that nature. So I think in Ruben's mind, it's like, we can go as far as kill this boy. Like, mm-hmm. nah. Like, I know we're beefing with him a little bit, but, like, <laughs> we cannot kill this boy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all are talking about. But I have a question. I just, to me, that's so drastic. Like, yeah. I know they don't like him, yeah. but, but killing him? Yeah. That, it's, oh, it's what are we missing that, I feel like that's such a huge jump. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It does feel like a very drastic yeah. jump. Because it could have, because I feel like, 
they wanted the problem eliminated and Joseph was the problem, right? So I feel like beating him up doesn't really do anything because he'll still be there, still dreaming, still doing Mm. things, right? But if they eliminated him, then the dreams and all that and and the father's favoritism is gone. You know, so I think know. maybe that's that's where that came from. That's but I do crazy. think it's also interesting because imagine if Ruben hadn't said something. Mm. I mean, I feel like God's plan was going to happen regardless. So mm. something else, you know, maybe would have happened. But I mm. think there is something about like Ruben felt it felt like this is not what we should be doing mm. and like said something. Mm. And I as someone who like struggles with that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I definitely see that. And I'm like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. OK, that's bold. you know, that's very bold. So. Yeah. Especially because he was going against, like, ten of his, or nine of his brothers. Like, yeah. they could have easily overpowered him and been like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold your mouth. But I think that was also, like, like my sister said, I think there was also something about that time period where, like, the elders were really yeah. respected. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I give it up to Ruben because, like, he kind of torted yeah. what they were trying to do, which would have as we'll see later, not only hurt Joseph, but hurt the family, hurt yeah. the lineage, hurt so many I'll different things above. down the line. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give it up to him, honestly. Yeah. No, you're right. Ruben, I mean, he also got disinherited later. Yeah, You'll see what. <laughs> did this already happen? Did, already ha- did no, he already get disinherited? I don't think so. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. We'll tell you the chapter if you want to read it, but raw. Um, but one thing that I also think is so wild, so the brothers are like, okay, they mm-hmm. don't, they just throw him into um this well or this pit. Mm-hmm. And so we go to verse 23. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him, the present his father gave him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Mm-hmm. 25 and they sat down to a meal no that's is that crazy. not crazy that's is that not crazy i actually cannot believe that because you would probably be hearing joseph scream right. hey yo, what y'all doing <laughs> is this a joke is this, no what, what game like, is this it, it was probably one of those things where he's like okay yeah, it's, it's not funny anymore i mean it really wasn't funny when i was crying <laughs> <about> my tunic. <laughs> It really wasn't funny then, but like it's really not it's funny now. It's definitely not funny now. <laughs> Said okay, guys. Yeah. It's been the time, you know. But yeah, I think it's yeah. wild that they just had, they got to a point in time where they didn't even have compassion exactly. for him. Like they exactly. didn't see him as a human being; they just exactly. saw him as a problem. Um, so they sat down for the meal. Um, and then this is still twenty-five. Then they lifted their eyes and looked, and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing spices, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. Mm -hmm. So Judah, remember this because this will come up later. So Judah said to his brothers, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him for he is our brother and our flesh. Oh, so now he's your brother and your flesh. (laughs) Oh, now he's your brother. When you were about to, when y'all threw him in the pit, he was crying. He wasn't your brother then. I know for a fact they were talk. I not know for a fact, but I feel like they were talking amongst themselves as he was crying in the thing. They were like, "Man, this is some good. What is this bread? Unleavened? Mm. Like this is, is this some, some good. Lamb? Right? This, are these dates? Wow, this is really good." Like, and then all of a sudden, this? all of a sudden, Judah's like, "Yeah, you know what? These Ishmaelites are going through. Mm-hmm. We have this brother. We might as well get money." No, you know, literally. Well. Oh, that's a that is an interesting angle. Yeah, we might as well. That the money, you think the money was part of it? I mean, the Bible doesn't tell us that, but like, the, oh, that's the twenties. They didn't give I the like, Because I shoulder. feel like they're like, if they, if it was just like mm. a give him away. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I don't know if money was a big part of it, it, but I think it was like if he stays. They definitely in this, got paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I feel like if he stays in this well, he's still mm. here. Yeah, there's a word in like how what the lanes people will go to to try to mess you up. Mm-hmm. and God's still coming through God using their evil for good Amen. but yeah they sell him and Reuben returns he's like where's Joseph mm-hmm. they're like he's gone mm-hmm. they said he's gone and um, so then they took this. you see look at them using their intelligence for evil mm-hmm. verse 31 so they took Joseph's tunic killed a kid of the goats and dipped the tunic in blood and they brought it to their father and said, we have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? Trying to act like, we just found this old. No, because like, like, is this Joseph's. Your, is this your kids? Like, that's crazy. The lies. That's actually really crazy. The bold lies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Jacob was really sad. He put sackcloth on yeah. his waist and mourned his son for many days. 
and verse 35 and all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him but he refused to be comforted and said for i shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning that's his father wept for him and i want to say this because yes it was the dreams that also was part of the reason that they sold joseph mm -hmm. But I also think it's the fact that he was the favorite. They're yeah. like, oh, if he's no longer the favorite, then we're good. Look yeah. at them selling him. And Jacob was still upset. They thought they got rid of the problem. They thought that getting by getting rid of Joseph, then everything would be fine. And look, Jacob yeah. was mourning that child mm -hmm. until he sees that he's alive again. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like there's so many times when we think that if we do X, Y, and Z, then mm -hmm. the problem would be removed and stuff like that. But I if you don't get that. to the root, and I it think it's, it's also interesting because I think that, I mean, granted, the the sons had a reason and mm -hmm. felt justified in what they did, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that they didn't realize how much the father really cared for Joseph. Yeah. And I know that, like, Joseph was the son of his old age, but Joseph was also a reminder of his wife. Yeah. And, like, that was his favorite wife. So I mm -hmm. think that they didn't realize how hurt jacob would be by this i think mm -hmm. they were just like they were thinking about themselves yeah and mm. i think um mm. a lot of times we do that i think a yeah. lot of times we can be very self-oriented mm. and very much self-thinking mm. um not realizing how our actions can really affect other people yeah. so yeah mm. yeah that's true mm, that's good <laughs> that's really good i also I feel like there's this whole like movement that's like put yourself first, put mm -hmm. yourself first. And I do think that there there is something in caring for yourself. There's a verse that says you should love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself. Right. So in order for you to love your neighbor, you have to love yourself. Right. But um I do think that we can get to a point in time where if we just constantly and consistently put ourselves mm -hmm. above other people that mm -hmm. there is pain that can be brought because of those decisions yeah. that are really self-focused and not uh, thinking about the body of Christ and the other people that God has called for us to help for God has called for us to impact yeah. in different ways. Yeah. And I also think um, just kind of along the lines, cause I know that there's a little bit of this idea of like, Oh, well they did this first or mm. they've done me this way. Mm -hmm. I do want to say, and, uh, yeah, I do just want to emphasize mm -hmm. not to let someone change your character. Mm. But we got to Genesis 39, and Joseph was sold as a slave to Potiphar, and Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of the guard. And um, I guess a quick synopsis of this chapter, this is chapter 39. Mm -hmm. um, Joseph is brought in to the house as a slave, and basically because... Um, the Lord was with him. The Lord made everything he did prosper. And so Potiphar was like, I don't need to worry about anything. I'm only going to worry about what I eat. And that's it. Go ahead. If I can just interrupt. Um, I think a lot of times you hear like, oh, Joseph had like organizational skills. And like mm. he had these skills that like maybe as a kid he learned and then really honed mm. when he was in Egypt as a slave. But as we just read, in both 37 and now here, it makes no mention of that. Mm. What actually elevated him was the mm. Lord being with him and Potiphar recognizing that. So I do just want to say, because sometimes it can feel like, oh, well, I don't have the skills for that. Mm. I don't have the... But as long as the Lord is with you, he's the one that qualifies the unqualified. Mm -hmm. So I do just want to say that. Yeah. No, I think and like... No, I think that's a really good point that like a lot of times when we hear this story initially, it's very mm -hmm. much like, oh, well, he was tending to the sheep and mm -hmm. he was with, like, no, it doesn't say it says that because God was with him. Mm -hmm. That is why he was prospering. I think that's a really, really good point. And Potiphar saw that because as we said before, he was just worrying about what he was going to eat, mm -hmm. which I don't know. I don't know. It feels a little irresponsible to me because I'm like, Papa, this is your house. <laughs> this is this is your house. And he's not concerned about anything. I mean, I know there's a value in finding good people, but like. Check on something. Yeah. Check, check if there's still grain. Like, that's crazy. But Joseph um, was taking care of all of Potiphar's house. Mm -hmm. But he was also fine. He, <laughs> he was handsome. And Potiphar's wife found out that he was handsome as well. <laughs> and she was like, is that? That's my next target. Yep. And she would not let this man alone. Every chance she got. Every chance she would like, is Joseph... Joseph, you know what time it is. And he'd nah. be like, Err! 
would be like, please leave me alone. Like, if you don't move away from me. And he basically, he was saying, I'm not going to sin against God. I'm not going to do this great wickedness. Um, and that did not matter to her. Mm-hmm. And he also prefaced by saying, like, your husband, like, mm. my master, hasn't kept any, anything from mm-hmm. me except you. Mm-hmm. Because, well, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's because, like, he considers you. you exactly with great yeah. value. Mm-hmm. And so how how would it look for me to do that to mm-hmm. him when he's treated me with such kindness? Like, mm-hmm. you know? And she was she not... She didn't hear a word of hell, it. she didn't want to hear a word. <laughs> she didn't want to hear a word. She said, that's not my problem. No, she... every It was it was almost like what he said went in one ear out the and other. Out the she other. said, anyway, Joseph, you said, are you she ready? Said, giving 12 go. o'clock tomorrow. Let's go. But part of me about? is like... Because later on, we're going to see that she, well, I guess it's still this chapter. Um, she basically um, does this whole entire scheme to get Joseph in the house by himself. Um, so it would just be them two. And she was like, no, for real, though. Lie with me. And Joseph's like, absolutely not. He flees. He runs outside and the garment or like his um, coat or something is left in her hand. And she goes to the husband. She was like... Look what happened. Look what your look what the um this person you brought into our house has done, mm-hmm. and she accuses him of trying to come on to her, even though was she was the one that kept trying to get with him. Mm-hmm. And so, part of me is really fascinated in a way by what happens after that, because it says that Potiphar was really, really upset, but he put him in prison. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time. If you committed adultery, especially if a slave tried to come on to one of the masters, there's no jail. Yeah, it was It's death. immediate death. It was immediate. Really death. So part of me is wondering, like, well, why did he put him in prison? Mm. Is it a character thing? Mm. Did he know his wife and was like, you're mm-hmm. probably lying about this? Because the speed of what she said, yeah, Joseph, it's me and you. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not giving her first yeah. time. It's not yeah. giving her first it's time not, doing this. It's not. Yeah. It also could be that, like, that was the protocol, but God had bigger plans, mm. so, like, like shift of he was like, nah, you know? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But, yeah, when he... people lie on you, it's people true. lie on your name. But now he's in prison, but... Sure surprise, surprise, the Lord was with him in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he, um, you know, it says that, but the Lord was with, in verse 21 of 39, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he mm-hmm. gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Mm-hmm. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. Mm-hmm. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Mm-hmm. I want to get into something that can be a bit difficult to grasp. Mm. If we can... We've kind of been zeroing in. Let's just take a step back a little bit and let's Mm. look at the bigger picture. Mm. Joseph goes from his father's house where, yes, he has tension with his brothers, but he's beloved by his father. Mm. And now he was thrown into a pit, Mm. sold into slavery, Mm. right? So at this point, we can see it almost like a graph, a chart, or you could even think about it as a roller coaster, right? He's starting off kind of, kind of in the middle right Mm -hmm. maybe a little high because of his father's you know exceptional Mm -hmm. love but then he gets thrown into a pit and is sold so Mm -hmm. now the graph is going down Mm -hmm. right so the graph is down but he's in egypt now and potiphar you know takes a liking to him because you know god is with him so he's quickly rising through the ranks Mm -hmm. now the graph is going back up and I, I think for me, when I was reading this story and I really took a step back to think about it, I was wondering if Joseph felt like, you know, I was sold into slavery, but now I'm like kind of like in charge of things, mm. you know, life isn't like bad. bad, like mm. I'm not, you know, so maybe I've had, I'm having my footing a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. but as soon as he gets his footing a little bit, mm-hmm. here comes Potiphar's wife causing yep. trouble. Now he's in prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's in prison. So now the graph has gone down. Yep. We were up and now we're down. Mm-hmm. But in prison, he's quickly rising through the ranks once again because mm-hmm. God is with him. Amen. Right. And he is head of whatever is going on in the prison. Mm-hmm. But he's still in prison. Yeah. 
what does it look like when God is making your way prosperous, but it's not in a place that you enjoy or like? Go on, Pastor. So I I think about that, and I urge Mm. you to also think about that, because it's, it's... to me, at least, it's something a little difficult to grasp, Yeah, you know? It's yeah. something that's not the easiest mm-hmm. thing because, as we'll see later on, do we know if Joseph really liked it there? Yes, he's mm-hmm. in charge. Yes, he has power, mm-hmm. but he's still in prison, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I thought I would just bring that up because, yeah. in my mind, it, it seemed a little bit like a roller coaster that, like, mm. once he... But like he got his footing, yeah, but he was stable. Exactly. He he's now he just fall back again. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point because I feel like a lot of times when I heard this when I was younger, it's that yes, he was in Potiphar's care, but he was like the leader there, and yes, he was in prison, but he was he's the leader like, there exactly, as well. And it's like no, exactly, no, 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 no. Exactly. He was still a slave in Potiphar's house, and yeah. he was in prison. Mm-hmm. The simple fact, yes, God made everything he did to prosper, and that is a testament that God was still with him. Yes. But it doesn't mean that he wasn't upset. No, true. Like, those are Very still true. really negative spaces to be in, yeah. and we don't have to discount that. We Like, we can take hold of God's promises and his blessings on our life and also realize that, like, maybe we're not where we thought we would be. Mm-hmm. Like, those two things can coexist. Yeah. You can hold that. Definitely. So he's in the prison. We're he's on doing his thing. Uh, Genesis 40. Yes, chapter 40. Um, and then a butler and the baker for Pharaoh. Um, they offended the Pharaoh, and so they're sent into this prison. And so they're in the place where Joseph is. And one day they were feeling really, really sad. And so Joseph's like, well, what's going on? Why y'all, why y'all upset? <laughs> and then they're like, we both had dreams. And so... Once again, remember, Joseph was having his dream. So Joseph's like, you know what? In verse eight, he's like, so Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell them to me, please. And so he's going from having dreams himself to potentially God using him to interpret other people's dreams. And so the chief butler is basically his dream is that um, there's a vine and he there are three branches and um, they bring forth grapes and he... Because of those grapes, he's able to put wine into a wine cup and give it to the Pharaoh. And Joseph is like, well, these three branches are three days. So in three days, you're going to be restored back to your place. And in verse 14, in verse 14, it says, but remember me when it is well with you and please show kindness to me. Make mention of me to Pharaoh and get me out of this house. For indeed, I was stolen away from the land of the Hebrews. And also I have done nothing here that they should put me into this dungeon. And so this is kind of what we were saying before. Wait, hold on. Before you, because I know where you're going to go with that. I do want to say that he ends up, um, if we keep going. Yeah. The, you know, the chief baker, you know, Mm -hmm. sees that the interpretation is good. So he's eager. He's like, listen, I also had a dream too. Listen. So he says, like, I also was in my dream and there were three white baskets on my head. Mm -hmm. And the uppermost baskets were all kinds of baked goods for fair and the birds are ate them out of my out of the basket on my head mm. and so joseph is like yeah this is an interpretation so the sorry, three bed. baskets are three days within three days pharaoh will lift off your head from you and hang you on a tree That's and the so birds rough. will eat your flesh from Oof. you what's so interesting rough. to me is there is a lot going on in these dreams yet they were privy to the number Mm. and when i was reading this i was like we all have dreams sometimes you know i don't know how many of us remember how many like cars were Mm -hmm. passing when we were (laughs) on the street or something Mm. online so i i i thought it was very very interesting Mm. that like they both specifically remembered yes it was three branches that Mm -hmm. you know i saw it was three baskets that i saw I think that's very, very interesting. Even mm. later on, we'll see that like numbers, numbers still matter in the next dreams. And yeah, I just thought that was really, really interesting how yeah. like that is something that could be looked over, but because it's pertinent to mm-hmm. the interpretation, it's, it's remembering. Yeah, it's remembering. Yeah. I also think there's something to be said about um, asking for God to help you remember your dreams. Mm-hmm. If he is speaking to you through your dreams, that he would um, make it clear to you. Because I think it's definitely hard to, we get, we hear these stories um, of Joseph interpreting dreams, Joseph having his own dreams, and we're like, okay, well, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got an iPad in my dream. Does that mean I'm getting an iPad? Like, how do we know what <laughs> dreams are actually from God and what yeah. dreams um, 
we don't have to focus on. So I think um, asking God for wisdom about that. Yeah be good but continue um what you were saying before. yeah so verse 14 verse 15 and so i think this is like a small insight that we have probably one of the only insights we actually have into mm. how joseph is feeling yeah. um and it's really heartbreaking because it's like once you are back in pharaoh's house please remember me mm-hmm. because i'm not supposed to be here mm-hmm. he said this is not this is not for me this mm-hmm. is not for me i was stolen away i have done nothing and i think this is the type of like righteous indignation mm-hmm. It's like Joseph didn't do anything wrong in Potiphar's house. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joseph what, probably wasn't acting with wisdom, but he didn't do technically do anything wrong to his brothers. Like it just mm-hmm. feels like life has been happening to him. Yeah, like life has been slopping Joseph up and down, <laughs> left and right. He mm-hmm. can't catch a break. Like every time you said before, every time he feels like he's stable, something mm-hmm. else happens mm-hmm. to put him back into like this negative space. And so I think this is like one of the few times that we actually get to see how Joseph is feeling about this. Mm-hmm. Like he's not all hunky dory, happy roses and stuff like that. That I feel like I often heard when I was listening or. When when I was being told this story. Like, he's upset. Yeah. As he should be. Especially when you read verse 14, where yeah. he says, and get me out of this house. <laughs> I just think that line gives that sentiment that, like, Joseph really didn't like it. Yeah. Before. He was he like... Really yeah, because it almost feels talk. like... Because... You might cut this out, but I'm going to say it anyway. It kind of reminds me of um how people kind of talk about Job. And how people mm. are like, you know, Job went through so much. But like, yeah. if you really read Job, Job was Job suffering. Was, Job said, "Why am I still here? No, literally, <laughs> why am I still here? Yeah." So it almost it, it's one of those things where like I think people were like, "Oh my gosh, Joseph was so faithful. Like he was in prison, but he didn't mm. like it there. Yeah, he didn't like it there." Mm. And I think that kind of you know, and I yeah, think that kind of brings me a little comfort that when I'm in places I don't like and I want to leave <laughs> that someone and like God Joseph was also saying oh, yeah. I want to leave too yeah yeah and that like as it goes back to what you said before that just because you're not where you want to be does not mean that God is not with you mm-hmm. true because a lot of times we can feel that God has mm-hmm. left us or like why would a good God allow this to happen mm-hmm. but once again God is still says he will never leave you nor forsake you like right. he is still present he's still um there sovereign yeah yeah and so we got to verse 20 exactly as joseph um prophesied the third day happens to be pharaoh's birthday he makes a feast he restores the chief butler and then he um unfortunately kills the chief baker and verse 23 says yet the chief butler did not remember joseph but forgot him we can't blame the chief butler though Okay, hold on. I do want to just say something. <laughs> because Joseph was probably like, finally. Right. Once again. That's true. That's somebody's true. got me. Yeah. I know he's about to go there. And because I did him a favor. Right. And especially because, like, the time. Because I think sometimes you can tell someone, oh, like, can you do this for me? But, like, mm-hmm. a month has passed. And it's like, uh, too many weeks have passed. But mm-hmm. this is three days. It was, it was short enough days. that, like, you should remember. But I also think that, like, there's something to be said about, about um, time. And there's something to be said about perfect timing. Mm, it was true. not. It was it not wasn't the Joseph's right time. time to be revealed yet. That's true. It wasn't his time. That's correct. Because who knows what would have happened if the chief butler had talked about Joseph? Mm-hmm. Who knows what would have happened? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Joseph's time yet. Yeah. He had to wait just a little longer. I do agree with that. That does not change the fact <laughs> that the chief butler forgot about him. Okay, so we have made an executive decision right now <laughs> to make this a two-part series because yeah. it's getting a little long. Joseph's story is long. Is. I mean, as we said before, it's technically from like 37 to 50. Yeah. It's a lot of chapters. And so. I think there's a lot mm. more because I think like the short, like the the recap, right? Yeah. That could have been like 30 minutes, but mm-hmm. I think we're like looking at certain yeah, things that we never looked at gritty. before. So, yeah, we were like, let's make it two Let's make it two <laughs> So you're you're not here sitting listening to us for like upwards mm-hmm. of two hours. Upwards of two, because it's giving two hours. It's giving it's two currently, hours. Currently, well, this won't end up being fifty eight minutes because I'm gonna edit this, but it's fifty eight <laughs> minutes right now. <laughs> so we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to cut some stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. stop it here. Anyway, we'll see y'all in two weeks time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.